It's the Tech with the File podcast to the listeners and the viewers. Uh, today, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, Coach John Mosley joins the show, six-time South Coast Conference champion. You know, Coach D1 in the past, I still think, I know he could coach D1 today if he really wanted to. We'll, get, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, man of God, a man who had us glued to the TV screens for months, weeks, even days, if you if you binge watch it like the rest of everyone else in America is. Um, East Los Angeles College's very own and Last Chance U, it's very own. Coach John Mosley joins the show today. Coach, how you doing? Doing well, man. Just uh, staying busy. Uh, we still kind of semi-pandemic mode here. Southern California is tough, so get a chance to still reach out and chat with with, with a few. If if uh, we hadn't been, I probably wouldn't be able to reach out and been on several podcasts and interviews and different things like that. So it's been giving me the opportunity to do that. Spend time with family. Still, yeah. That's good. That's good. But by the way, I really do want to say thank you for getting on my show on such short notice. That does really mean a lot. So thank you. No, absolutely, man. It's, I think I initially had other supported a little bit. They were kind of doing some scheduling Netflix team. And uh, I think I kind of took it over. So I kind of got my own little schedule. I'm trying to figure that out right now. That's dope. That's dope. Well, I don't want to waste your time. I know you're a busy man and you got stuff to do and people to see, you know, so let's get straight on to the questions. Um, Coach Mosey. Did the game of basketball change you as a person growing up? You know, yeah. Um, in one sense, uh, it kind of gave, gave me a direction. Uh, but in terms of changing me, you know, completely as a person, in terms of personality and all that, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it just gave me direction. Uh, I think I would have been who I was regardless. I think for a period I, I was sharing, like, you know, I really didn't want to do this filming uh, because I've had, I've gotten away from that, but I I remember in my twenties, man, I would have welcomed it. I would have been like, oh yeah, bring the cameras on. But now <laughs> I'm an adult and I don't need it. So I mean, I was all into uh, it, wanted to be on stage. I wanted to do so many different things, and I think I brought the same energy and passion in everything I did. You know, I I had an apprentice barber's license at once, and uh, but I think uh, I I love the team aspect. I think I fell in love with the team aspect. I fell in love with just being active daily or being active, the challenge, the competitiveness, all that, that kind of drew me in and I was good at it. You know, I was quick. I'm a point guard. I was quick and uh, I was able to um, be relevant in it. So I guess I stuck with that and I used that to kind of further my career and go get a scholarship and all that. Um, did it change me? I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, it just gave me direction because I, I think whatever I would have done, I mean, I was, you know, through school, it's kind of the same. I was whatever. I was a clown. I was energetic. I was intense at whatever I did. I mean, heck, we could play dominoes and I'm, in, I'm just as intense. Whatever I do, I'm going to be that intense. You know, I'm in church speaking. Whatever it is, it's, it's the same. So I don't think it changed me. It just kind of gave me direction. Uh, you, you spoke on direction a lot. And you said, you said at the end of that, that, that answer that you – put that towards church so my next question has to do with religion and if that played a massive part in the love for the game of basketball not just basketball but also life in general you know what what's awesome is is I think we we, we got a, a God that is practical I think sometimes we go into church and we put it's us it's us that turn people off from God 
You know what I'm saying? It's it's like me going into a box and acting acting like this is what a Christian is in a box. Uh, but I think what I was just being myself, and I think it was kind of authentic with even Christians to say, you know what, he can uh, coach basketball, he can be a teacher, he can be whatever we can be, whatever we want to be, and just please God. It just just because I'm a a believer and I serve God, it doesn't mean that I can't coach with intensity and jump on walls. And, you know, as long as it's not dishonoring God, then I, I think it, it pleases God that we, we, we could do whatever we want to do with a, a level of energy, as long as it doesn't dishonor God. Um, because I think it pleases God when we, we do anything in the world, we could do anything we want. That's, that's not sinful. Uh, and if we show a level of passion and commitment, I think that honors God to say, Hey, Look at that man of faith. The reason why he's so committed to his craft is because he has, uh, he, he, he's, he's being directed by God, the direction uh, from God. God gives me the energy to show up every day and put all of my energy into helping those guys become better young men, better basketball players. And if they become better basketball players, they, they get scholarships. And I think that pleases God to help people uh, move forward. So anything that's dishonoring to him, no, but I, but, but, it's practical. I mean, Christianity can be practical. It's not a box. You sit there and you cover up and, and, and you don't, you know, you don't communicate. You, you're, it's not boring. I mean, if you read the Bible and you really read it and you understand it's, it's not boring. Yeah. It's written in, in you know, the, our, our version we're watching, we're reading is King James version a lot, you know, yeah, it seems boring, but if you really read and see how cool, I mean, Jesus was cool, man. He was a G like for real. You know what I'm saying? If, if you really read, and so I, I, I would, uh, as I, you really understand who God is, and you really read, you understand that they, they like real. He like real. He's a practical person, man, and he would put people in their place. You know, similar to how I kind of approach it. Like, man, I'm just gonna be a matter of fact. You know, maybe then he spoke there unto. That's because we're reading it in King James. But bottom line is, he said it like this. Like, look, man, nah. You know, he was like, no. You know, he spoke just like us. It was practical. He just did it in a way that was honoring and pleasing to God. Yeah, I, I do have to agree with you on that. The Faith does go a long way. And having faith in anything, you could believe in Jesus, you know, Allah, Buddha. As long as you got faith, you definitely could succeed in this world. And not only just succeed, but enjoy the fruits that, that, yeah. that God that you believe in, yeah. you know. All those, all those blessings, man. Uh, you know, just you know, being able to draw from uh, a source that uh, you know the Creator's source. You know what I'm saying? So being able to draw from that source to get your energy, because if it was up to me, man, I, I would fail a lot of people. If it's up to me, but it's the Creator that lives inside of me that that helps me make the right decisions, man. Because if it was up to me, it'd be a lot of failures. <laughs> it'd be a lot of people going in the wrong direction, but. I think just having that conviction to, to lead people in the right direction um, is is where I draw from. And I try to share that. I don't force feed it on anybody. But if you ask me if you need, then I'm going to say, look, man, I'm going to have to draw from my strength. So here's where my strength comes from. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Every I agree with everything you just said, man. So uh, you preaching, you preaching to the choir right now. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. shout out to you. Um, let's move on to the next question. Do you hope, to coach major D1 schools in the future, or are you content or satisfied and satisfied with coaching JUCO? For you the know time what? I, I 
Yeah, I, I coached at that level. I know a little bit of what it's about. Uh, I was there for six years at the Division One level. Uh, I was 15 years at the four-year level in general. Uh, there's another level of commitment, a different commitment. Uh, right now, if I if I can't do what I'm doing, I'm, I'm finding a passion about what I'm doing. I can be more engaged with the student athlete. Not that the guys at the four-year level don't do it, but I think uh, a lot of getting paid in your check at the four-year level uh, if you don't win, you don't, you don't eat. So at this level, it's, it's a little less of that. Not that I don't mind dealing with the pressure of that. I can deal with that, but I don't want it to be my sole existence. I got to win games in order to eat, you know? And I think if I was at the next level, uh, I'm so intent on that to make sure that that doesn't happen. I would really be focused on winning games and, uh, I may lose focus in sight of what 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 my purpose, uh, or I feel my purpose is, or the, the passion that I have for young men. You know, I'll be so involved in that 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 I will forget to take care of these young men. And I'll be like, Nah, man, it's about winning. Let me, you know, I could care less what he's going through. We got to win these games, you know. And I think that that's just me. That, that I feel like that that may happen. Maybe not. If I can get to a situation where uh, I feel like I, I have the support where. It's not as it, it, I have the support where I don't have to worry as much on uh, some of these young men's problems, and we get more support for their problems. And yeah, that's that's maybe it's it has to be the right situation though, where yeah. I can do the same the same thing I can do here. Yeah, it's it, I you're right about the just it's for the youth, you know, and the ball players, and and that experience goes a long way. Uh, but was the docu-series on Netflix an eye-opener to what a lot of JUCO student-athletes and a lot of JUCO coaches go through on a day-to-day basis? Absolutely. I mean, you saw a mirror of what every junior college coach, the majority of us junior college coaches are going through, and some even more. So uh, I think, you know, we actually had a – to be honest, we actually had a pretty good group this year, even though it seemed like it was like, oh, man, these guys are out there. You know what? It wasn't – I've had – situations worse i've had guys that have i've had five joe hamptons at once you know (laughs) and and all of those guys man they didn't share all those guys stories but all those guys i had 15 guys on the roster all 15 guys had issues at some point or another all of them quit at some time or all of them had the same reaction and the same responses and we had to handle all that so they just i think they they had to narrow down a few guys that they were going to focus on and joe and sean and kj and malik were those guys they kind of had each had different stories, you know, uh, but there were 15 stories there that they didn't capture. Uh, and I think the majority of the junior colleges in the country or the coaches, my hat's off. They they're they were sitting there smiling. I know all the junior college coaches were sitting there smiling like, yep, that's that's it. You know, yeah, you, the, I saw the preparation you guys have gone through, you know, head coaches, assistant coaches playing equipment managers. You know, you guys are taking care of laundry. So you were doing from top to bottom, and that's pretty tough. So kudos out to, to all the JUCO coaches, not just you guys, but everyone that's involved with JUCO. Uh, moving on, what? let's stick with JUCO for now. What is your message to the students who dismiss JUCO as an option when they're selecting schools to go to? You know what? I, I don't really, I, I really don't have a problem with those who dismiss it. It's like, you know, the, their goal is to be at the highest level. Yeah. Um, but you never want to burn your bridges, you know? Uh, so you, you, you have to make sure, you know, uh, when you come and you take a look at 
you know, the junior college, when you walk through our door, it's going to be something that you never felt. So you can dismiss it. You can say, hey, I want to be at a higher place or higher level. But when you decide you want to come or you decide that this is your only option, don't be surprised that you get popped in the mouth when you walk through the door. And it's going to be something that you 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 never imagine. Uh, and it's a lot like that at a, at a lot of places. It's, it's a higher level than uh, and I get it. I was the same. You know, I was like, I'm going to you know, I'm going to go to Duke. And then I had to go to community college. And then when I came to that level, I was like, wow, it's a lot harder than I thought it was. Uh, I can't tell them not to dream big. I can't tell them not to think that they're better than this. I mean, you should feel like you, you are, but then when you have to walk through the door and you have to, you have to go through it, then uh, you're going to recognize pretty quick that there are some, some of the challenges at this level as well. Yeah, no, uh, I've, I was very fortunate in the past to work with student athletes. A lot of them did dismiss the opportunity to go JUCO and I kept pushing and telling them, Hey guys, like, the benefits that come with this is amazing. Like it's all about the grind. I feel like a lot of student athletes want to skip the grind, cheat the grind. And for them to do that, it's just, you know, yeah, it's messed up. So having, having that Juco opportunity is great. Yeah. If you go through it and you're in a good program, you're going to have success in life because there's some grinding things that you have to go through at the Juco level that you don't have to go through at some levels, you know, I mean, there's a, it's a diverse group. There's a group, there's groups with, there's students with academic issues. There's some that aren't ready athletically. There's some that got in trouble in their back. So there's this, all this population of a bunch of people that's just mixed up with all these different issues. And you got to deal with that, not only as a coach, but as a player. I mean, you may be a young man that comes from great family. Everything's worked out. You're a good student. You're responsible and all that, but guess what? You weren't ready athletically. And now you're bunched in with a, gr- a bunch of students who now you got a kid who's a high level player, but he may be a knucklehead. And so <laughs> it's like, you got all of these, th- this mixture. Yeah. And you have that at the high school level, but you got this mixture of a guy who may could be an NBA star, but he went to jail and now he's there. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. to go through that grind and to not have the, the celebration. You're not celebrated like high school, you're celebrated. You got the families and, you know, there's your high school tradition. And at the university, you're celebrating. You got television contracts. You're at a university. You're, you got, you know, you got your college fans. You got scholarships. You got television. You got all of that, the school supporting you, your fanfare. But at the junior college, there's no celebration. And so you're going through all this, trying to work it out. Most junior colleges in California, we don't have scholarships. So now you're grinding it out, trying to get there every day, catching a bus and all those different things. And that's a grind that if you get through, man, those are some lessons that when you take to the next level, you're actually going to be more prepared to handle some adversity at the next level. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Hey, to all the, to all the youth listening, man, y'all heard him, man. He's preaching. So, hey, Juco is where it's at. Guys, mm-hmm. don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't cheat the system, folks. Don't cheat yeah. it. Um, yeah, man, let's, let's move on. A lot has happened and transpired socially. In, in the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get your thoughts on BLM and the craziness that's been happening in the world we live in today and what we could do to change in the future. Well, you know what, man, I, I it's, it's a simple solution. It's the, the simplest solution is, is a heart change. We just have to, it, it's just an individual heart issue. Uh, 
you know, we can focus on Black Lives Matter. We can focus on Asian hate. We can focus on that. You know what? There's a thousand things that are wrong, but the one thing that can fix it, fix it is our hearts. And if we can change our hearts to have compassion and love for others, that's the issue. You know, uh, we talk about racism. We talk about this. You know what? All it does is it creates animosity for the group that's that was targeted. So I just think us just continuing to talk about Black Lives Matter, you know, there's people sitting at home that's becoming more angry and hating Blacks more because all we do is talk about Black Lives. I can't stand blacks, Black Lives getting all the attention. So I think what we need to target is the heart. We need to change our hearts instead of, and then if we change our hearts uh, across the world, period, um, then I think that'll change how we, how maybe a white views a black or someone or a black views an Asian or how blacks view blacks or gays or whatever. So we got all these groups and we got all these things that we're fighting for. And all it is to me, I'm starting to see people become more angry and it's creating, creating more separation because we have, everybody has their own group now. Yeah. Everybody's fighting for their own cause. And the problem with that is it's creating for the other group is create, you know, whether it's Latino or Brown or black or white or Asian, Everybody's mad at each other because everybody's, you know, advocating for their own. And right. the problem with that is, is it's creating more anger. And I think it's creating more of a divide for us to have these groups. And really it's a hard issue and we need to change our hearts. Right. And I think that's, that's where it stems. If we could just do that. I mean, heck, if I change my heart, then I'm going to love everybody. You know what I'm saying? If I just fix Asian hate, now Asian hate is fixed, but now I got an issue with maybe gay or transgender or uh, with blacks. Okay, right. now let's fix the gay and transition. Okay, I did counseling. We did this whole uh, convention about uh, transgender. Okay, now my mind is okay with that. Well, now, now I got to fix what my issue is with, with whites. Right. And so we got all these different groups and all these agendas. We got to fix the heart, man. Because right. all right. we're going to do is go in a circle and just keep, you know, it's going to be an issue. And, and Black Lives Matter is just going to yell and scream. And you know what? People are going to sit at home and it's going to make them not like blacks more. You know what I'm saying? Right. Stop Asian hate. Yeah, we're going to put it on the screen. We're going to put it on TV. But you know what it's going to do? It's going to make us hate Asians more. And that's just me. I don't know what everybody... Well, we need to keep the conversation going. The more you keep the conversation going, you know what? There's, some, there's other interest groups angry because our interest group or this interest group is getting more attention. So now that interest group tries to raise up and gain more attention than this interest group. And that's what's happening. And now I mean, here's what I feel is we're climbing over the back. So one interest group raises up and now all the other interest group climbs on their back and we can never accomplish anything because all the interest groups, one interest group breaks open the door and holds it open and the other groups run in. You right. know what I'm saying? No, I totally, like, totally so it, we're we're going in circles, man. And I just really, I, it just, I just shut off the channel and the TV and, yeah, is there awareness for this and that? Yeah, you're right. But the problem is, is just too much. And, and you know, people may, you can shoot me for that, but I just, it really bothers me. It, it, it frustrates, frustrates me. There needs to be a different message. And I, I see a message that we'll put on the football field, you know, black lives. You know what? There needs to be a different message. Right. We're just talking about black lives. That's not fair. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more that needs to be fixed than black lives matter. No. We need, our hearts need to be fixed. How about putting on the football field? Let's change our hearts. Now that speaks to everyone. Everybody has that issue. I have a heart issue. You have a heart issue. We all have a heart issue. Right. Guess what? 
I don't have a Black Lives Matter issue because I'm black. It already matters. Right. All it does, I stick my chest out when I see Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter. And you know what? That I think that creates tension. I think it creates more tension. How about let's change our hearts? Yeah. And that speaks to everyone because all of us have that problem. And if we could talk about all that problem, that problem that we all have, the yeah. same problem, we all have the same problem. Yeah. So I think we stick in the one interest group. It just, uh, that, that part bothers me. I think we can change the world if we, if we just fix that. I think I tweeted something. If we can just serve others, man. It's just about serving others and fixing our heart, man. So yeah, I can jump on that train um, because I'm black, and yeah, I can jump on uh, male, you know, male empowerment. You know, there's there's a thing, a toxic masculinity. You know, I don't believe in that. I believe we just got men that are broken, and we got to fix uh, men. We don't have to. There's nothing wrong with being masculine. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't I can be masculine. Now, is, is there something, do we have, you know, do our males in our, males in our society have issues with how they were raised and some things like that? Yes, we have to fix those things. Yeah. But now you, 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 you make me angry. Now I'm angry at that group for saying that I'm toxic for being, a, for being masculine. You yeah. know, now I'm angry at that group. So now I'm angry at, at the group for saying that I'm toxic for being masculine. Right. Uh, just, right. you know, so... No, we just have to change our hearts. So me as a male, I'm not toxic. I just got to fix for being masculine. I just got to fix what's the, the, the sin issue. We all have a sin issue in our heart. If we could just fix the sin in everybody, how about putting that on, on the field, the football fields? How about putting that on the back of a jersey? No more sin. How I about agree. that? That yeah. solves everything. Solves no, everything. More sin. no more sin. No more sin. Righteousness. Yeah. Put that on the field. It's, live it, holy, live righteous. And guess what? If I live holy and righteous, I won't have Asian hate. I won't hate white people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's just fix the whole thing and let's stop sinning. Preach. Put that on the football field. Put Preach. that on the basketball field. Put Preach. that on the jersey. Not just one issue. Let's put it all out there. Preach, preach, preach. Oh, my God. Coach Mosley's out here preaching. Listen, um, you, you spoke on groups and dividing. You think you think the media and the TV screen and social media, things that we're holding on our hands that we have in our faces, cause the reaction that's happening in today's world? Well, they control a lot of the narrative. So yeah, I mean the, the narrative is controlled. They can shut it, the communication down. They can use the communication. They can slice and dice the communication. So. I think they can control it and whatever interest group that they lean towards, they can do that. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's why uh, I don't think taking all of your content and the information from the media outlets and social media is, is what you should be doing. Yeah. Which you a know, lot of people I, are doing yeah, now. Yeah. We're taking our content. We see a tweet and we roll with it. You know, we see something on social media, you got CNN, you got Fox, you got different, these different groups that we, it, depending on what you watch, you know, I was teasing my aunt, man. She, uh, I went over her house there. She's like 70. I think I'd fix something for her. And she watches the news all day and I'm sitting here and I walk in the house and she has two masks on while she's in her house with nobody in there. And she's already had her shot. I'm like, dude, you're watching too, but she's already had both of her shots. She's vaccinated. I'm just like, man. Yeah. So, you know, it depends on where you getting your information from. Yep. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It is. It is. Hey, your, your words resonate well. 
stop getting brainwashed by the media youngins, even the old folks. Um, we need to change the message, as you said. Peace and love, man. That's all. That's all this world needs, and there's not much of that. And you said it best, Coach Mosley. So, thank you for your time here, man. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show, man. And thank you for preaching, <laughs> as oh, you usually do, boss. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. Anytime. One hundred. All right, man. Take care. Yep. All right. Thanks. All right.